Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partner Series. You stole my necklace. You've always stealing things. I'm going to call the police what? and you're going to go to what jail. Are you, what are you talking about? I didn't steal anything. Yes, you did. Well, if you're a family member or a care partner, this could sound familiar. Or it could be stealing money or being held prisoner or even sexual assault. Is this real or imagined? And is this what? And what do we do when we hear this? Talk about having your amygdala triggered when you walk in and somebody says they've been sexually assaulted. Bam, away it goes. Tipa? Ooh, yeah, so Greg, hand me a hot potato and then pass it on. Um, of course, that, that's just what I do. And so what I'd say is, first question is, you know, right off, I have to be curious enough to want to double check it out because as much as I'd love to say, absolutely not, it's never accurate, it's always dementia. Um, what we know about elder abuse and what we know about uh, situations in the world is that things do happen and could happen. So I don't make assumptions. I do advocate the use of doing an assessment. So one of the things I want to find out is, so so somebody somebody raped you. Well, that's not okay. Tell me more about it. Okay? And so if someone, for instance, has Lewy body disease, what they might actually be describing, and I'd have to do more follow-up and checking out, is that last night they were incontinent. And because of the history they have of being accusatory, because people with Lewy body often think other people are doing things uh, to hurt them when in fact, um, from the other people's perspective, they're trying to provide help. Um, so from both perspectives, it doesn't work well to do a one-on-one -on -one because then there's nobody to collaborate or cooperate the information. So in that case, I might find out, for instance, that she was incontinent and there was a problem. And when they went to clean her up, she claimed that people had to her, tried to hurt her and they were poking at her. And what they were doing is carry, doing peri care. And I've trained them and I've worked with them. And it seems like they try to do it as carefully and as thoughtfully as possible. But this evening with Louie Body, wow, it was not a good night. So what's really important if that is the case is that I need to deal with the aftermath because my person is saying, wow, I feel raped. I feel that I've been, um, I've, I've been abused in some fashion, whether it's theft or whether it's rape or whether whatever, whatever it is, if the person perceives that, then I want to go, wow, that's not okay. So tell me more about it. Okay. So do you, so you're thinking that somebody came in and they really robbed you, raped you, do whatever it is. So it sounds like we need to take a report. I need to get more information. Talk to me. So tell me, was it just, did it just happen? Did it happen a while ago? I'm trying to really let the person talk out whatever it is a little bit in this case, because if I don't get to what's causing it, even if I put a Band-Aid on it, it's going to come back. Because what I've got to realize here is nighttime incontinence is rough. It is a very difficult situation. Um, so we may need to do a bigger care planning meeting and discussion because we don't need this happening night after night after night. 
and it might very well do that. But on the other hand, we need to be sensitive. If it happened once, ooh, did we have a different care person on? Did the person stand where they, two people did, and one person actually reached out and put their hands on them, um, trying to study them, but it was, seemed like they were holding them down. Um, because my training may not have been absorbed 100%, or maybe I didn't train it as well as I thought I did. So the first step is, is to have that big pause, as, as you said, and sort of start speaking with a plan. The other one is to sort of get all the information and to, to uh, but you apologized and I didn't do anything, you know. So why did you do that? Well, because Joanne has to be listened to. Um, if I don't listen to the person, then why should they listen to me? If I don't support their perspective, I mean, all I'm doing is, is that your perspective? That's what I understand your perspective is. And I'm saying, I heard what you said, and I know that you, I'm double checking. So is that what you said? And the person says, yes. And it's like, okay, well, I got your message then. If I don't acknowledge that that's the message they sent, and I hate that. I mean, I hate, nobody should be raped. Nobody should be abused. Now, what I don't need to say is, and I don't think you were, I think all they were doing was pericare, which is our temptation. Our temptation is to say, I want to explain it to you. See, that's not what happened. And right now, she's not going to be able to hear that. So it doesn't work for me to try to explain it. What she needs to hear is that is awful. That should not happen. You're absolutely right that nobody should go through something like a rape. Is that true? I believe it to be true. I don't think anybody should be raped. I don't think anybody should be robbed. I don't think anybody should be hurt or poisoned. What I'm not saying is I think that's what's happened. What I am saying is I think that's what you think has happened. I get that. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think that's a bad thing. And that's acknowledging your perspective So and using empathy. I, I, I have dementia. Joanne has dementia. So trying to tell us that we're wrong <laughs> probably isn't going to work out well for us? It's not going to work out well for me, and it probably won't work out well for you. I'm not going to get where I want to go, which is I want you to be more satisfied because if I can get you to a satisfied place, then I am not burning a lot of fuel trying to make this be okay, and I'm not having to put out fires when you see the person that you think did something. Um, and if it's me, then I probably need to go, ooh, I am not the right person to try to do this, or I can try. Ah, so you thought I stole your pocketbook. Oh, Joanne, I am so sorry. Well, oh, you, you were in there. I was in here. Oh, oh my gosh. You know what I did? I think I put it somewhere. I was trying to keep it safe. I should have said something to you. Yep. You, you think you put it somewhere? I might have. It might have gotten moved. Tell you what, let's, can we take a look? Because I, I truly do not remember walking out of here with it. I mean, I really don't. I'd really like to see it again. I know you would. Do you want to help me take a look here to see if maybe it got put somewhere? Sure. Now, what do I actually know? Well, I, always, I know I didn't do it. I know Joanne put it somewhere in her effort to keep it safe. <clears throat> That's if I'm lucky enough that it is a recent purse and it is an actual object of now. Um, one of the tough ones is when they're looking for something from 20 years ago. And <laughs> it's like, Man, I have no idea where that got to. I hate it though. I just, I truly do not remember walking out, but it's not here. You're absolutely right. It is not here and it's, it should be found. Nobody should have that, that should not have gone anywhere. 
But if I don't sound authentic and, and true, Joanna's going to think I still did it. Me arguing with her, all, all it does is make me side with somebody besides her. Deepa, this, this has been uh, sort of one of the more difficult topics that we've initially broached with our mm -hmm. listeners. Um, why is it important for people to sort of learn these skills now? Mm. You want to have sort of realized this could happen to you long before it happens to you because your brain is going to have to do some serious thinking and practice perhaps. What I will tell you is this kind of idea that somebody took somebody, somebody did something, somebody's trying to hurt me, somebody tries to harm me, um, is a very common symptom about midway through the disease because I'm losing the now and I don't quite I can't do it. I, I, I thought I put something somewhere. It's not there. Somebody must have taken it. So about 50% of people who are living with dementia at some point will experience a sense of I've been robbed. I've been hurt. I've been attacked. Uh, people are doing things they shouldn't. I've been poisoned. I've been captured because their brain is telling them this isn't right. This isn't right. And I would nobody, nobody who cares about me would ever do this. Somebody is out to get me. Somebody's out to hurt me. And particularly if there's a Louis body involved. And I bring that up because boy, it's a tough one because it causes your brain to make stuff up all the time. Um, if you haven't thought about it before it happens, your automatic reflex is to say, I didn't take anything, what are you talking about? Mom, you haven't had that person years. I mean, to use reality, but reality for me and reality for her are two very different things now. The, the word amygdala comes to mind. Mm. Mm -hmm. Threat, threat, you're threatening me, you're not supporting me, I need, I need. And I'm seeking that which gives me pleasure somehow, and you're not, you're not collaborating or cooperating, so I hate you, and, and I think you're out to hurt me, and this is dangerous, and frankly, it can get dangerous. Because if I think you've done something to harm me, um, my amygdala doesn't want that to happen again. So it may pull a kitchen knife and put it somewhere nearby because I, I no longer trust people to take care of me. I, I think you're all against me. And so now what would have been just a risky situation becomes a dangerous situation because we dismissed what somebody told us rather than acknowledged what somebody said and come up with a game plan that's a little different. If people have questions about difficult topics like this, there's not a lot of places to turn. Can I pick up the phone and phone TIPA or can I phone a consultant that works with PAC? How do I get this information? You can because this very thing, there are certainly other places to call and they have 800 numbers and I'm not saying, you know, if you have an emergency, you know, you'll need to deal with the emergency. But if you have a concern that it keeps cropping up and what you've tried isn't working, we strongly encourage folks to get up with us because we do have a free consult. We also have consults that are a little deeper. We have uh, question and answer opportunities. And we are willing to work with people to try to figure things out because we believe for each situation, you got to work through it. There's no magic. It's hard work and it's figuring things out. That's our podcast for today. Tipa and Joanne, thank you very much. Thanks, thank you. Tough one.